0: To the Employer Blueprint Podcast, where we help leaders build great teams for great companies with your host, entrepreneur and leadership coach, Kyle Gorman. The power of networking in our business. We've all been through it. There's there's a million different networking events, some formal, some informal Um some are things that, that we signed up for as members, and some are just things that, that are happening in the community that we have an opportunity to go network at. And- you know for some people they just love these things you know when you take an extrovert and you put them in an opportunity where they get to go network with people it's the time of their life they get to go work a room and and uh, get to go talk to everybody and start to build these relationships and for others it's just a dreaded moment that we've got to go walk into a room and meet and talk to all of these other people but no matter your outlook, there's so much value in it for business. In fact, it's, it's really almost a necessity in business these days to be able to network and to network properly and effectively. Uh, today on the show, we have SJ Barricone. and uh, SJ runs a networking group in the Midwest and has a lot of experience in this. And we're going to talk about some of the reasons why we need to do this and how to network effectively and properly. One of the things that I really want to impress on you with this is to make sure that whenever you are networking, you're building Depth of relationship, because it's very easy to walk into a networking event and uh, see everyone in the room, meet everyone in the room, but never build a relationship with anyone. And when we do that, we fail to really pick up opportunities to network. And then we wonder why on the back end uh, of that, we don't understand why we never got any business from it or why it's not working for us. But if we're just building these very um, uh, shallow superficial relationships and connections, then we never have the opportunity to get to know someone and for them to get to know us. So that's what I want to encourage you to think about. As you recognize the power and the need to network for your career and for your business, make sure you're doing so in a way that's building depth of relationship with others. I think you're going to enjoy today's episode as we really talk about the power of networking and why we must do this in our business. As always, be sure you subscribe to the show. And if you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear it. You can reach out to us at podcast at employerblueprint.com. Thanks and have an amazing day. Well, I want to thank you for joining us this week on the show. And uh, we've uh, got our friend S.J. And uh, S.J., help me make sure I pronounce this correctly. Is it Barraconee?
1: That is perfect. Um, gold, gold medal, sir.
0: All right. Perfect. Good. So. Um uh, SJ has a lot of knowledge and, and uh, uh, spends a lot of time focused on the networking side of, uh, of our businesses, not the IT networking, but the actual kind of social interaction that we have with other people in our industries and in our business and in our communities. So um, SJ, uh, I really appreciate you coming on. And what I'd like to do here is um, just kind of walk us through kind of some history and experience and how you got to where you are now. Um, It'd be my pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity.
1: Um, Well, I started my journey um, or my career path coming out of a liberal arts background in a private university. Some folks, some in your audience may have heard of Ohio Wesleyan University or OWU. It's outside of Columbus, Ohio. And I did not have a direct path into entrepreneurship, though. Even though it was in my DNA, it was in my bones because my father ran a business for 18 years as I was growing up. Mm. And, but unfortunately for me, um, he sold it um, when I was still in high school. Mm. So even though there was some, it was baked in me. It was not something that I had a direct pathway. So like a lot of folks, I ended up um, going into the route of um, corporate work. And my uh, first few stops. I went through um, a retail sales position. I worked in um, network planning in the back office of a larger business, larger corporation. Um, I also did restaurant management briefly. So those were stops in corporate life that lasted for about a decade and a half when you put it all together. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really get back into pursue what... What I have come to learn is my vocar or my vocation, my calling, until I was led into the field of professional training slash life coaching.
2: Yeah.
1: So that was the first rediscovery of my entrepreneurial DNA, my you know what was running through my bloodstream. Mm-hmm. And I was in that field running it mostly as a side gig or a side hustle <clears throat> for a number uh two and a half years and then the i had sort of an epiphany um i read a couple books and i realized that my real calling was to sit in the middle of entrepreneurship and education with my first with my venture mm-hmm. so i went through a process of about 6 to 8 months and i built some monetized services step by step and i ended up in the educational arena as an entrepreneur That led me into professional networking, social networking, like you described to your audience, Mm -hmm. where I wanted to expand and now grow this brand awareness because I was doing something a little unique, taking those two fields and sitting in the middle, like a Venn diagram. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing I joined was what I would refer to for your audience as a referral group or a lead gen group. Mm -hmm. Purpose is to sit around a table buying a membership, and helping the others to grow their businesses through the concept of referral marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I was introduced to a concept through a unique, some would say it was ordained process, where I went to an open networking event, mm-hmm. different category, and I ran into men who started what is known as the H7 Network. H7network.com is the website, Numeric 7 networkcom And he invited me to come to one of his meetings and, sh- and he said, you're going to find this SJ to be different than what you are experiencing at your other events, including in your referral group, including at your open events. And I found how valuable it was. And I learned principles of team building, authentic relationships, Covey talked about habit four win win. Um, I learned these principles on sort of like um, a, like a rocket boost or steroids mm-hmm. after having had some experience within the referral model. <coughs> the referral model came to a, a renewal point after four years. I left on good terms, and I became full on dedicated to eight seven, which is a more relational based model, and. Step-by-step step over the last several years, starting in early 2017, I was asked by the founder to take graduated steps from being a member to being sort of his apprentice to being the business development director for all of Central Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, and then more recently as we grew, to, we grew so fast, he wanted to replicate the leadership a little more and put the growth into a little bit more of a turnkey model, even more than they already had. So we split Columbus in three. So I have a huge chunk of Columbus that's still mine. Mm-hmm. And that is now where I sit to the present day.
0: Wow, that's really neat. And, and <clears throat> you know, networking um, is uh, an important and oftentimes o- overlooked aspect of um, Business leadership. Uh, We get so busy in our own world, and you know, we just have our own priorities and our own tasks, and so many things going on that it's easy to overlook uh, the need for that. But you know, you've been ingrained in in kind of the networking space for a long time, um, both on the referral side, uh, kind of the the business growth referral side, and then also on the um, uh, team building and relational side. Overall, just as kind of a, a full umbrella of that, what do you think have been some of the benefits that you've seen or experienced that just from making the networking a priority in business?
1: Well, first, um, I would sum up these under the category and I, you or your audience might be familiar with these terms. And I would consider these all synonyms. They're all very similar is um, people skills, mm-hmm. interpersonal skills. Life skills, or the term that I tend to use a lot, is over the last roughly six to seven years since I went to that very first referral group as I was getting started, like I explained earlier. And I'll give you a handful of them that I've really been able to sharpen. Um, and I'll show my age for a minute here. Um, is some of your audience may remember the commercials, the infomercials for the Ginsu knife. So I've been able to sharpen these skills, like a Ginsu knife. Because of the dedication that I've put into this craft, is first public speaking. My natural personality bent is not to be as demonstrative as some people. Mm -hmm. I'm shy about my business or the brand or the awareness, the consciousness, but I also am not one to just come out and talk about it. So I've been able to learn the importance of being able to take what I'm doing and shrink it down to something that's a little more manageable to understand. Right. And in the referral model, we had to do it in 60 seconds. But here's something that has really sharpened it to an extra extent. In the H7 model, Mm -hmm. I actually, we have times where in the groups that I am involved in, we actually have taken it to 15. So imagine taking something that you can speak of, public speaking wise and communication skills generally and having to narrow it down that much and be able to connect and be able to have some like a hook or something, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the two skills I'd speak of. Next is the ability to connect other people. I have been richly blessed um, to have been, you know, have been not formally recognized I'm not a big fan of press clippings per se, mm-hmm. but been recognized in my network as one of the top three connectors in central Ohio. I've had a couple people say that. And again, this is not something that I'm going to be carrying a trophy around for, nor do I want one. Mm-hmm. But it's just the ability has been recognized, that I've been able to learn the soft skills of being able to connect two parties that may have never met. But because of the next skill, active listening, I've been able to learn what others are looking for value ads for their business. And I've been able then to hear it from another person and being able to bring them together. And my friend Ken um, and my other friend Jason, and they both gave me permission, especially Ken who's the outside guy of the two folks. If I didn't introduce them separately to another guy named Tom who went off in a different direction, Jason and Ken formed two businesses together after I introduced them. Wow. And I don't like to be one to pat myself on the back because when you pat yourself on the back too much, your your hand's not extended to help other people. Yeah. But that is a nice, cool little thing to be able to put a little feather in the cap and say, because of that skill, connecting and active listening, that has been a couple others. And then I'll throw one or two other quick ones at you is the ability to Understand what leadership truly is, because that term I'm sure your audience has heard it innumerable times. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say I'm an expert or a guru in this space because there's you know we're a, there's just so many people. But I would say that the soft skill of servant-based leadership, the Robert Greenleaf model, the John C. Maxwell model, um, is the one that I've learned the most. Mm-hmm. And then I've also learned the concept in. Some people in the financial world call it succession planning. I call it replicative or replacement-driven leadership, where you pay forward your gifts, your skills, your life story, your lessons into someone else, thereby helping their journey. And then you technically have replaced yourself in society and your culture and the groups, organization as a leader. Mm-hmm. So those are the I've learned the most about. So I would say that's a nice solid five or six that I've been able to learn over the last six, seven years.
0: Mhm. Yeah, that's that's really good. And I, and I agree completely. I think there's so many great things that we can um learn and benefit from the networking piece even in kind of personal skills uh beyond just what can happen in growth, you know, of the business or um or referral networking and things like that. Uh, one of the things that that uh you know H7 is a little bit different is in how um it's sort of an investment into the individual as well, meaning Um, uh, it's not just about the referral networking piece. It's, um, it's, uh, development of, of the individual and development of the leadership. Um, so what's your experience been, as you've been able to kind of dive into that space, what's your experience been and how that has been able to benefit businesses, um, as they are developing personally and and developing ways of building their, their teams and building better processes and things like that within the organization?
1: Well, that's an, that's an excellent question. A lot of different pieces. Um, I'll, I'll do the proverbial um, unpacking here. Yeah. And yeah. Is in the agendas that are the formats, if you will, for the groups that we create, the groups that we cultivate and grow, and then ones that we plant and start, we focus on a couple key differences from that other category of just referral lead gen, and one of them is each of the formats. We have different brands and programs underneath the umbrella, but the common bond is that we are including that business development, professional development, and even some would call a leadership development piece. And What that does is it brings people into a better understanding of the skill sets that they need. Not only to work with the others who choose to be members of the organization, Mm -hmm. but they can then also take that same skills, the same um, the same value system, the same um, nuggets, and then also be able to use that with their own clientele and customers. So, like for example, activities that we do in the formats would include things like um, goal setting. Mm -hmm. Nothing new there. Lots of lots of wonderful thought leaders and folks speak about that. Um, like in one of our recent groups, um, with earlier this week, we talked about the impact of social media on your business, mm-hmm. what social media platforms have helped you. So you can sort of absorb into the other people in the room, what that other person is saying. And that might help you that way through like an osmosis process. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also focused in the past on um, very basic sales you know, how do you sell? You know, uh, We've done um, fun activities like name our top five um, songs that get us most inspired to work in business. Mm-hmm. So we're taking relational skills, marrying it with pro- personal, professional leadership, business development. And I've seen, for example, and she might get a little embarrassed, I won't say her last name, but we remember by the name of Amanda. And Amanda works in a digital marketing business. And Amanda, when she first came to one of our groups on the eastern side of Columbus, Ohio, she was so shy that she sat behind, um, there's like a divider in the room. We were, meet, we were meeting at like a little coffee shop cafe. She sat behind the and we only saw part of her face. And when we went around for her to be introduced, you could barely hear her. It was like, can you please repeat yourself? We want to help you. Welcome, welcome to our group, Amanda. Now, get this, about a year and a half later, roughly, if my math is correct on memory, she is so able to communicate because of that marrying of those skills and the, cult, the other aspects that she now can narrow down what she's talking about to 15 seconds. She is able to make introductions. She is able to you know, connect. She's able to actually get this. She runs some of our meetings now. And before this lady is not even barely, you know, she's barely able to be heard, right? Yeah, so it was almost like she was put into a pool, into a tank, into an incubator where she was able to take and marry these skills together the people's soft skills as well as the development, which sort of overlap as it is. So that's a great success story. I'd like to point out to you,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, and, and um, that is really good. I, I like the um the implementation of the meeting of some more kind of personal and professional skills that would go along um, with the networking piece and the education piece of that and kind of understanding some things that are valuable to an organization uh, and to our businesses Um, and, you know, and not just uh, focused on one specific uh, segment of business, which would be kind of the the business development side. So if, if people are, uh, out there, and they're kind of focused in their own world. How do they know when networking is right for them? Um, how do they? How is someone going to know that that hey, this is something that we probably need to get involved with or get engaged with? Uh, is there a particular kind of? Uh, is there a particular time, maybe in the growth of a business or a particular time in their career, or uh, what's going on in a person's mind that makes them know now is the time I need to start looking into something like this?
1: I would say the first signal or indicator would be, where is your, your avatar? You know, what is your ideal referral, your ideal lead, your ideal connection look like? Mm-hmm. And once you have that, you can really turbocharge forward. But let's back up, though. So the first sign I would say is, even before we get there, is what is your warm market? You know, how many people do you know? It's not per se, and this is something I truly believe in my heart of hearts and my spirit and soul, is it's not about numbers on social media platforms.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I know some people, and I won't name names here, who have in the five figures in the number of connections on LinkedIn, for example.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: People who have in the low four figures, if not even upper threes. But it's, so I'm not going to measure influence or a market by that per se, but it's a part of the equation. So one indicator would be is the warm market. How many people do you think you know that you can talk to and not sell to them, but help them first, give before get, and then earn their rapport, earn their trust, earn their gratitude. And then that will lead to opportunities to grow your own business. So again, The first step is that warm market. I already sort of hinted at that second is, again, is the ability to sharpen what you're looking for. Yeah. In the culture, for example, we don't have a whole lot of rules and regulations and processes because we want to keep it very entrepreneurial and flexible. But we do have one thing that we do ask is do your very best to not use words like anyone, someone, or everyone. Mm -hmm. Because it's a little hard for me even with the six to seven years of experience I have to be able to help you, whether your name is Amanda or, or Charlie or whomever, if you can't narrow it down. Right. That's another indicator that you need to um, get out there and uh, network with purpose and with specific intent. Mm -hmm. Third would be is if you want to take a business that maybe has some um, ebbs and flows, some peaks and valleys, an attempt to um, smooth it out a little bit. So, one example that comes to mind would be someone in landscaping. Landscaping, unless you have a snow removal piece attached, tends to be very seasonal, right? So, if you want to take that downtime and put it, you know, you know, basically strap yourself into a relational engine and do some professional, personal, business development, leadership development in those downtimes over time, you can smooth it out a little bit. Um, And I think that will help as well. So that's another or a flag. Mm -hmm. Other that comes to mind is you are just starting out in a position in a larger entity. Um, The Mm H7 model usually attracts what I've come to call, and I don't know if this is an official thing or not, your audience might have heard this, a Mm micro-business. So a micro-business would be maybe four to six people at max, um, and again, highly subjective, right? That tends to be our natural avatar, what we attract. So let's say you are one of those people. Let's say you're a broker owner of a residential realty office. Mm-hmm. In other words, as you add more agents, you might want to introduce them into this culture and, or introduce them to some culture and get them out networking so you can further grow what you've already started. So that's another signal is if you are scaling up in your business Mm -hmm. and you are looking to turn it into something that's bigger than yourself and you know, whether, what do you call a turnkey, whether you call it pacifying your income, whether you call it replicating yourself, various different terms from various thought leaders. So I would say those are like four signals Mm -hmm. um, that you want to, um, you know, get out there and be intentional.
0: Yeah. Well, so, um, uh, along those lines, then you know obviously there are a lot of different networking tools out there, a lot of different networking groups out there um, what What is it that differentiates h seven so if someone 's thinking you know this might be uh, a group that i 'd be interested in, in getting to know more about and learning some more about what is the differentiator between um, h seven and other groups that are out there in the market?
1: Um, well first i 'm going to attempt to um segmented, and again, I use this caveat again for your audience, is this is subjective, right? (laughs) But after about seven years of experience, I put groups and the events that they sponsor, the events that they host, into about three different buckets. Mm. But one I've already mentioned a few times is that lead gen referral bucket. And there are some professions and some organizations and groups inside of that that do a fantastic job and Members or you know, of those do very well. Then you have this second, very large, more amorphous bucket or class of just open networking, okay, where it could be chambers of commerce, it could be a breakfast club, it could be dedicated sort of profession like contractor club or real estate association, um, etc. And then you have what I would call the one that may be the least understood, and that's where I put eight seven is that relational slash development model. I would also pick up a few terms here that your audience may be familiar with. Um, tribes. Mm-hmm. Um, in that area to read is Seth Godin. He wrote the seminal book Tribes. Um, community building. Lots of different uh, thought leaders have talked about community building including a guy named Peter Block out of Cincinnati where Seven was started. There's numerous others. So that's that third category. Yeah, We get that visual. Now let's talk a little further i'll focus on the last category where eight seven sits and then you can you'll then be able to see some differences from my through my lens is first of all one of the differences is we don't in eight seven require your attendance we would love to have you at as many of our events you know our groups our meetings as you can but we know that a lot of the micro businesses out there let alone if you're a little larger and choose to join us you might have to take care of, of a paying client. You know, you might have to take care of your family. Um, we don't want to put the attendance in a situation where you have to be there because that tends to lead to outcomes that are not as ideal and you might get a bad, you know, you might have an experience that, you know, puts the wrong color onto your journey, right? You know, so-called black blue, per se. Mm-hmm. The- one key difference i like to point out when I'm talking with people out there is, um, is we have these different programs or brands. A lot of the other groups, especially in that first category, when you go to one of their meetings, you get the same experience everywhere. There is something to be said for that as value. But what if you come to 87 7 and you are, you know, maybe you're a business owner of faith. Maybe you're female. Maybe you are looking to network in one specific industry. We have programs and brands that address those things underneath the umbrella, and certain memberships that we offer include all of them. So that's another key difference. A third is we do include that development piece that we spoke about in the previous questions. So I won't spend much more time on that, and some of the other models don't. Um, we also um, like to keep our membership rates below the averages out there in the market because we want to attract the businesses that are startups. Mm -hmm. We want to attract those businesses that are really small, that want to start networking for those flags I mentioned earlier. Um, And we want to also attract those businesses that may have low profit margins Mm -hmm. or might have that seasonal business that I mentioned earlier as well. So that's another key difference is we keep the membership rates below What we probably are offering, in fact, I am probably, I can truly say this, the value we offer is clearly more than the membership, but it's not about a pure monetary measurement, right? Right. And then another another difference I would point out is for most of the brands, the programs underneath the umbrella, we don't limit you by a profession or category. As long as you can get along with others, collaborate, use these people, soft interpersonal skills, why not have a group with three realtors? Because maybe the realtors are focused on different niches of the marketplace. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? So those are four, I would keep it for now. And there's certainly some other differences. Those are four key things that we focus on is we want to, we want to offer a different experience because it is a free enterprise. It is a free market, free enterprise market. Our model in that category will appeal to some, some will want to go into the first bucket. Some may want to stay in the second, each to their own, right? Mm -hmm. that's what I would focus on as those four.
0: Yeah, well, very good, SJ. I, I really appreciate it. I mean, obviously, uh, <clears throat> and of course, I I think a lot of networking. I think it's really important um, for personal development, professional development, and and um, um, and in just building our community and our network of contacts and people. So, I think it's a, a very valuable part and an important part of. Um, of growing our business and and even growing ourselves professionally. So I appreciate you sharing today. Um, Before we head out, how can we learn more about you or about H7 or uh, connect with you if we have more questions?
1: I will focus first of all on H7 and then I'll do a quick transition into me, myself, and I. Mm -hmm. Um, For H7, I will repeated here since I know this is audio for now, and I take it there might be some show notes where this turns into. Yeah. Right. Um, H7 is the letter H, the number numeric seven network.com. Oh. That's your main site. And then, like any other website, you have drop downs and such. You can check out the various programs that I mentioned here in passing. You can check out all the cities and states that we're active in. You can check out a little bit of the history. And of course, there's even a you know there's even a join page as well for those who want to check out what I will just mention a few minutes ago about you know how we keep membership um, number number you know very you know reasonable. Um, again, we want to appeal to a larger pool of businesses rather than be a little bit more exclusive. If you if you you know if you want to use that term, um, we also of course you can find us on social media platforms. We have several. Facebook groups out there. So if you go into your search bar on Facebook, type in letter H number seven space network, um, you can look up various Facebook groups. Several of them are public. So you can join the group, even if you, you know, have never been to um, a group before, maybe you're in an area that we don't have a presence yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can certainly join those groups. There's also a presence out on uh, LinkedIn as well. Um, so those are age seven. Now for me personally, um SJ is my name and not initials, so when you look me up, you would put the SJ just together. It's a unique name. It's even part of my branding, if you will, That mm-hmm. together, no spaces or punctuation, and then barricone and you can look me up on um, LinkedIn, for example. And if you do send me a request, the only I would ask is that you put something in the notes as you send the request and say hi, I heard you on the on the podcast and I'd like to connect with you. So just have an idea where the connection's coming from. So I'm on. um, I also have, um, I also have a Facebook page. It's not completely open to the public because I don't want to have every single person send me requests. But if you reach out through messenger, Mm -hmm. I should be able to get your message. And then you can mention again, you heard me on the podcast. I'd be more glad to connect with you there. I also have um, a personal um, Twitter, that's attached to my uh, other business venture um, as well, and um, Instagram. And the best way to get those, rather than me spell out the entire handle, mm-hmm. is a website for my other business that got me into H7, like I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. is uh, servicebeforeselfleadership.com, those four words all together, and that again is the business I mentioned earlier in the question where I started in professional training, coaching led into being an entrepreneur. And that's the business that led me into H7 originally. Mm-hmm. So, serve before com, There are different drop downs there too. And you can see a drop down for contact me. You know, all my social links are out there, including the Twitter and Instagram. So that's a great way to connect with me there too. And I'd certainly be more than glad to talk with anyone and be of value however I can be.
0: All right. Well, that's you, I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on and, and uh, sharing the information, uh, and uh, look forward to connecting. So, thanks so much for taking the time today.
1: Now it's my pleasure, and it's a privilege to do what I like to say: serve and solve. I even have a little hashtag I sort of created: is serve and solve. Mm-hmm. So, my pleasure, and I trust, and I, and I truly hope that I added value to your audience as well as yourself as most today.
0: Thanks for joining us on the Employer Blueprint Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show to receive the latest episodes. For more information on how Employer Blueprint can help build great teams in your business, visit employerblueprint.com. Or to inquire about Kyle speaking at your next event, visit kylegorman.com. And until next time, make it a great day.